Our scripture reading this morning is from the Apostle Paul's second letter to the church in Corinth. We're reading 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 10 through 15. God who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way for your great generosity, which will produce thanksgiving to God through us, for the rendering of this ministry not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also overflows with many thanksgivings to God. Through the testing of this ministry, you glorify God by your obedience to the confession of the gospel of Christ and by the generosity of your partnership with them and with all others. While they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God that he has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning, church. Today is the last Sunday of our sermon series on stewardship, releasing God's blessings. And today uh, we're going to focus on what's happening when we give and share our blessings with others. Would you join me in prayer? Lord, as we listen to your words, open our hearts and our minds so that we can receive your words with our understanding and our willingness. May this word of my mouth and the meditation of my hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Have you heard the term ripple effect? When you throw a rock or pebble into a lake, it pushes water out of the way and making a ripple that moves away from where it landed. So likewise, the ripple effect can be defined as a gradually spreading influence or a series of consequences caused by a single action or event. It also refers to how a small change, such as words, actions or feelings can affect those around us on uh, in unexpected ways. There is a, face, a famous children's book called If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. Maybe uh, if you have a little children in your house, you may uh, read this book before. So this book encompasses the concept of how one event can affect another event. The story begins, um, a boy who gives a cookie to mouse. But if you give him a mouse, then after that the mouse maybe ask you a glass of milk. And if you give a, a glass of milk, then maybe the mouse will ask him for a straw. And if you give him a straw, then maybe he's gonna ask you to give a napkin to uh, clear his mouth. So this story continues with each of the mouse's requests leading to another related and consequential request in a circular sequence that leads all the way back around 
to a glass of milk and another cookie. The author, Miss Nomorf, shows us the comical side of the life of a small boy who is trying to make his guest, the mouse, feel comfortable and happy. And the author playfully explores the unintended consequences that follow from his act. This simple book has received numerous awards and recognition for its contribution to the field of children's literature. Together, they draw the reader into the ripple effect that takes over when someone is willing to give to any length to help others. The same is true with our words and actions. I'm sure you have seen a TV commercial or witnesses in your life or someone else's life that where one person does an act of kindness to somebody. And the one who witnesses that kindness do the same thing for another person. And that the person who witnesses that, that act of kindness will receive the kindness to in return so that other people can receive the blessings. The ripple effect is what Paul is expecting to see happening through the church of Corinth. Two weeks ago, we read the second Corinthians chapter eight. There, Paul praises the act of generosity shown by the church of Macedonia to help the poor Christians in Jerusalem despite of their extreme poverty. And in chapter nine, Paul, with a, with a good example of the church of Macedonia, Paul is helping the people of Corinth to find their own motivation to create their own legacy of generosity for the future generations. And Paul encourages the church of Corinth to be generous like the church of Macedonia and like the God who is generous. And Paul encouraged them to not give sparingly, but give freely and bountifully to help the poor Christians in Jerusalem. And in today's scripture reading, Paul reminds them again who God is and where um, all, the, all their resources and blessings are from and what God does with our blessings. And Paul encouraged them to give as they had made up their mind so that they will be enriched in every way for their great generosity, which will supply thanksgiving to our Lord. It means that whatever we give to help those in need through our mission and ministry, our generous action not only meet their physical needs, but also helps them to know who God is, the generous and good God, and who is rich, who hears and sees the agony and the suffering of his people, and who is here and now 
and working actively in our lives to save us. So that the ones who receive our blessings can experience God's tangible grace through our generous actions. And that they can give thanks to God for God's provision and God's kindness. Brothers and sisters, I think this is the secret of giving. Once we acknowledge that what we have is from God and we are merely faithful stewards, then we're going to have a freedom to give. Doesn't matter how much we give or doesn't matter what we give, it can be our time or our money or our talents. Through our giving, God will use our blessing for others and God make our blessing multiply and increase so that so many people who receive our blessings experience our God and God's love and then they return the thanksgiving to our Lord who is our provider. And the poor says our giving not only meets summons physical need, but also it pleases God and it produces overflowing thanksgiving to God for God's provision and blessings. Two weeks ago, I shared with you an episode that happened our food pantry ministry. A young man who lost his job reached out to us for help. At first, he hesitated to come to the food pantry to receive the food items because he never been in that situation before. But through the Facebook chat, Krista and I, we encouraged, that, we encouraged him to come and receive the food items so that he can get physical strength to get a new job. And yesterday, I received another the face message. He said, thank you, Lord. He got a job at Stop and Shop. And then he said, God is good. And then whenever he's available and able, he said he'd like to return what the blessing that he received. And then yesterday, our food pantry did a turkey drive. And then we heard that they collected more than 300 turkeys one day. And I know that all of you, you brought at least one or two turkeys to help those in need who don't have enough resources to spend Thanksgiving. So think about it. Those people who received the turkey that you donated, they're going to bring them home. They're going to cook the turkey. And then they're going to share the meal together with their family or friends. And they're going to give thanks to the Lord and the thanks to you, your generosity and your kindness. And then they may share the leftover food or, or some food with others. We never know. The blessings, remember, the blessings that we shared, it makes ripple effect. And then it is going to bless more people in unexpected ways. 
And this month, you haven't asked to fill out the stewardship pledge and then return it back to the church. As you know, your stewardship pledge are important for us to set a budget for next year. But let me emphasize this. Your pledge is not just about paying the bills or making ends meet, but it is about overflow into the world that speaks our thanksgiving to God and glorify our God. Without your pledge, we can do our children or youth ministry. With your pledge, we can support our music ministry and the digital ministry. With your pledge, we can support the church staff who work on behalf of the church. With your pledge, we reach out to everybody who do not know Christ so that they may know Christ through our generous actions. With your pledge, we do care for the homebounds and the sick. With your pledge, we help those in need, not only locally, but globally, through our shared ministry. And with your pledge, we create and provide community events or community projects. And with your pledge, we maintain and update our church building so that many people who are using our church building benefit from it and they are blessed. Monday, Friday, more than 150 small children, they learn and play at our nursery school. Every Friday and Saturday, about 100 people are participating AA groups to overcome alcoholism. Every month, our Helping Hand Food Pantry feeds more than 400 people. Twice a month, 50-plus club in Hillsdale meets here at Hillsdale UMC to have a fellowship. Many other groups like Boy Scout, Girl Scout, helping uh, Hillsdale, helping Hillsdale, are using our church building for their program and for their fundraiser events. See how many people are blessed by our giving. Unfortunately, this year, we failed fire inspection and boiler inspection because our exercise and boiler are old and malfunctioned. We need to update and fix them immediately. Otherwise, they will impact our ministry and mission and all the groups and people who are blessed by our mission and our church building. So church, I encourage you to write a pledge card if you haven't done so, but pray to God first. And then whatever God gives your hearts, just write down the number and then give back to the church so that we can use your giving to expand God's kingdom here on earth. During my first sermon on stewardship, I shared with you the brief history 
of our church, Hillsday UMC. Our church started with less than 10 people at the train depot, but now it has it become a mid-sized church, and now we want to grow, not only in the number of our membership, but in our giving and sharing what we have. So we need your support, and we, we, we need your commitment. And as you witness today, the Holy, ba um, Holy Baptism, and they received the new members. And you all went through that time, right? I don't know how many years ago, but you came here, and then you made a vow before God and before the congregation. You made a vow, I'm going to commit to the Lord and to your church with your time, with your presence, with your giving, with your service, and with your witness. So please, show us your love and your commitment so that we can continue to God's mission and ministry here at Hillsdale. Thank you for your commitment and your generosity. Let us pray. Wonderful and awesome God, we thank you for your words and all the blessings that you have given to us. We also thank you for all the great works that we do here at His Day to glorify your name. You are the awesome God who does greater things through our hands and our giving. Lord, bless us. Help us to have open hearts and open minds to cast our stone for you and for your kingdom. Let our giving create many ripples to bless others, to glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. <laughs>